0: Welcome, everyone,
1: to the Rest Podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Roberts, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Welcome, everyone. I'm excited to be back this week. As you all know, displacing confusion, chaos and dis-ease and helping people live with greater measures of freedom is the thing that is nearest and dearest to my heart because I think that is the path to healing the hemorrhaging heart of our nation, of our state, of our communities, of our families and certainly of us to heal ourselves, it's instrumental. I've invited our new director of expansion and rest conversations to join me today. Jonathan, thank you for being with us today.
0: Thank you, Virginia. I'm excited to be here, mainly because I don't know if you remember this, but when I first walked into your office about five years ago, I should have been in the prime of my life and I was crippled. Like I couldn't walk and I had no clue why, why when I should have been healthy, I was so sick. And I remember relaying my story to you of all of the things that, you know, I had done right in in my life, right? Checking all of the boxes, following all of the advice and the teachings that my godly uh, parents. And and this is no, no indictment for sure. But I had done all the things that all of my uh, leaders and authorities had taught me to do. I went to Bible college and graduated. I had done my life the way that I was told that I was supposed to do it. And here I was wasting away. I was about to die for all I knew. And yeah, I was sitting in your office in so much, pain, so much physical pain. I remember. Yeah. And you begin to explain things about life that I had never heard before. And while I was listening, I wasn't quite able to put the puzzles all together. Like I knew what you were saying was true and I couldn't quite figure it all out then, but it was okay. What my soul was hearing was what it needed to hear at the time. And then as I went home and began to apply these universal principles that you taught me about life, I began to slowly heal and my body began to come back online and I began to have hope for, for life.
1: I hear this every day. It's your stories that compel me to persevere. Listening to you speak reminds me of how many times people in your condition have sat across from me and literally were slowly wasting away, sometimes from cancer, sometimes from Lyme, sometimes from autoimmune diseases, and sometimes from all kinds of states that they found themselves in. From the compounding, unreconciled things that they didn't understand. By the way, I don't think I understood them either, Jonathan, at the time. I just knew this there is a direct correlation between disease and the narrative behind disease, attachments, soul hungers, and the stories people tell themselves and of course, then I came across the work of German new medicine and the work of Dr. Homer and the work of brilliant people that came way before many, many years before me, that helped me begin to put those pieces together. Yeah. But I do think we can heal every bit of confusion, chaos, and dis ease in our spirit, our soul, certainly our body, our relationships our spheres of influence our families our communities our in our nation our state and our nation if we have a hunger to be free from the confinements we find ourselves in number 1 number 2 if we have the courage to examine the foundations that shape our life without blaming shaming just examine where The pruning needs to take place. What's profitable, what's not. What's been productive, what's not. What's true, what's not. And then embrace the truth of those things. I'm telling you, I've watched spontaneous remissions. I've watched healing. I've watched transformation that I never thought possible. And you know, I didn't remember the exact state of your condition, because as you know, I was working with your mother and your father-in-law, who by the way, both had cancer at the center. And they made arrangements for me to meet with every one of their eight kids and their spouses. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you remember
1: that? Yeah. And you were one of them.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing you for the first time and there was apprehension at first because I think on some level I knew, right? That I was believing some sort of lie and also at the same time i was like but i i have to know the truth and having the first conversation with you I, I i remember feeling fear because i didn't want to be exposed to the truth but then you began to lay out all of these universal principles that brought truth in a way that was so not condemning in a way that was loving a way that was reasonable for me i was able to understand it and it began to to shed light and now like like i'm glad you brought up german new medicine and all these things it really those modalities of of healing help remove the stigma of fear or shame and facilitate yeah. healing
1: yes and what's interesting when you think about it as basic as three things that we did, we really delved into your history, Mm -hmm. the history of your own decisions, choices, ideas, thoughts, and where they led you in life, the history of your family and how the identity that you had from that, Mm -hmm. the history of even how you viewed your own image. Yeah. And how you saw yourself, you didn't, at the time, if I remember correctly, you were really captivated by this thought of spirit, soul, and body. No, you're a spirit working through a soul and the body is just the vessel that keeps the score basically of everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. So we can access your disease state from any of those avenues Mm -hmm. because, right, there's this quiet, still voice that informs us of what we're doing here, what we're meant to be. And then there's this other voice that reminds us of the experiences we've had, the things we believe, the stuff we think we've observed, right? And the thoughts we have from the things we've observed. And then, of course, there's a story of the body that carries another story because that story isn't just from the spiritual experiences or the soul engagements that we've encountered. But it's the story of our ancestors, three and four generations back. Mm-hmm. So reconciling the narratives and these stories becomes kind of an adventure, if you will. Jonathan, I'm glad you brought it up. It does take a lot of courage. And then it takes humility, because mm-hmm. to embrace the truth of something, when it flies in the face of stories you've been telling yourself mm-hmm. It takes humility to say, wait a minute, what am I doing? Why do I believe this is true? Just because I did so many dumbass things during the course of my life. Does that make me a horrible person? I was afraid and I was afraid because my mom was a hovering mom and she never really taught me independence or my dad was gone. He was really busy providing for the family but my dad was absent so i didn't have a sense of what it was to have a man around and if i'm a girl that's going to cause me to seek the attention the affection of men if i'm a man it's going to cause me to identify a lot with the women in my life one doesn't make me a slut and the other doesn't make me homosexual It just means I've identified with different things from my family of origin, but it takes courage to embrace those truths after examining all those foundations and having the conviction that putting all those puzzle pieces on the table and perhaps reconsidering the order I'm putting things in becomes important and what I can leverage for my future. And I'll tell you, that's how I watched you heal. Yeah. It is amazing. Not that those were your stories, but it, it's just the pieces we began putting together as we peel back the layers of our life. And what's beautiful is the healing took place in you, the transformation took place in you, but it changed me as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is beautiful. And not just you either. It began to transform and change my family yes. and my marriage and my work relationships and in all relationships, really it, that seed of of transformation that was planted in me began to sprout into transformation in other people as well. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up to the, the history government and education piece. You know, that's a tool that we talk about with rest uh, because it, it is so important. What you did was you showed me that I wasn't just this you know, person, almost like an island to myself, uh, yes. but that there was history that, that made me who I was. So we examined that history. We began to look at the life of my heart, right? the The home of the home of my parents, parents, parents. That's something I never even thought to consider, but it made so much sense when you told me about it. It was like taking a breath of fresh air it's like oh like we we've said uh, my wife and i have joked it's like duh wow right <laughs> and so we took that history and then you showed me that like i have the these universal principles is that i have power and authority to govern and regulate myself i i can make decisions and choose so i learned about government next so as history then government which then leads to an education while you educated me, yes. But you also taught me how to educate myself, how to think and reason for myself and make decisions based on truth that I previously had been just making on uh, on lies and narratives.
1: And the transformation happens. I like what you said, Jonathan, in all of us and in your sphere of influence. So really the fruit of working with your in-laws bore expansion of healing beyond what I ever imagined, because as per my calculations, we're really into over a thousand people. Wow. Believe it or not. It's amazing. amazing. I'll have to share those numbers with you, but. I asked you to prayerfully consider becoming the director of rest conversations and education because you're a systems guy, you're a systems operator, you're a project manager, and to in measure this saved your life. Yeah, and healed your marriage and your body and all that. So you're a product of the product. And I want you to talk a little bit about what is nearest and dearest to your heart in terms of bringing healing to people.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, first, like you said, uh, being a product of the product, it was like so much uh, life and transformation that began to happen and healing that began to happen. And I was just thinking like, I can't keep this for myself. And I, I just kept coming back to, you know, it had been years, I think since we first met you, but I just, I kept coming back to these principles of rest. They just, it spoke to every facet of my life. So I'd come back to these principles, all of my notes from our meetings and I would read through them and begin to see more transformation and growth. And then I was like, but other people need this too. I've We've got to get this to other people. And I remember having a conversation with you probably about a year ago now, when you would meet with your patients at the cancer center, they would say, you have to tell more people about this. Uh, if, if I had known this before, I never would have gotten cancer. And that was the same uh, line of thinking that was beginning to to percolate in my soul of like, Other people have to know about this. So how can we help get this from a one-to-one model to a one-to-many? How can we expand this? How can we expand the conversation? How can we expand the education that that I received? And as a project manager, the, the skills that I have learned about taking something and bringing it to and presenting it to people, I was like, well, maybe I can use the skills and experience I have to help do that, right? How can we expand this? So Virginia and I began to come up with a way that we can take your six-week modules, uh, the 40 days of rest, and break it down into a little bit more bite-sized chunks for people to take at their own pace. So if they want to learn more about the, the principles of like how we love or what is your soul hunger, they can go watch that clip and work intentionally on applying those principles to their life. What are the principles of self government? How do I apply this to my crazy world that I'm experiencing right now? Well, okay, let's take you to the module. Let's sit down and we'll watch it. And then we'll give you ways to apply it to everything, to current events that we're experiencing, to your marriage, Uh, Maybe it's a divorce. Maybe your company is tanking. Like, how do you apply rest to this? Here you go.
1: I love it because at the heart of the matter, rest is a vehicle, is a framework of thinking that can help free you up from the confusion, chaos, and dis-ease that is percolating. And if left unattended, will lead to disease, illness, and death. It can be of the spirit, the soul, the body, the relationship, the marriage, the institution. It doesn't matter. It can't be left unattended. And I like what you said, Jonathan, and I I just would interject one thing. These are universal principles that used to be the foundation of reason. Hmm. These universal principles, by the way, were instrumental, were foundational in establishing this freedom-loving country, this republic. And the first fundamental principle is stated in the foundational documents that establish this republic. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that Mm -hmm. all men are created equal. The right to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, right? The right to life is a law of nature. It is self-evident and it appeals to all of our natural affection. That is a universal principle, the right to life. It's reasonable. It appeals to our natural affection. It's something that nobody has to persuade us of. We intuitively understand that life is sacred and it's something to be preserved. And when any idea or concept violates that, any treatment, any substance, any relationship, any comment.
0: Yeah, or might I add, right? Eating something that you know you shouldn't be eating. Exactly.
1: <laughs> anything we consume, anything we. No, I love it. We consume many things emotionally, yeah. spiritually through our all kinds of senses but yeah nutrition anything that undermines violates diminishes that life it's a it's a it's an assault on our very anatomy yeah so according to the measure of conviction that we individually have we make decisions of conscience to in measure regulate these things that are insults to that life for example Mm -hmm. when we have cancer we take a deep dive into i'm not drinking i'm not taking those meds anymore i'm not staying up till two in the morning i'm not going to watch netflix why we need to study we need to learn we need to go to medical appointments we need to learn about vitamins nutrition you know all these things so that's a practical example autoimmune diseases right You were so eager to really learn about these universal principles because then decisions were very uncomplicated. Yeah. But what was a beautiful thing to watch is when you took those principles and you expanded the application of those universal principles and those ideas at your discretion, according to the counsel of your own conscience, to deal with your own health issues. You didn't need a doctor to tell you, you didn't need a physician to tell you, you didn't need your wife to be parenting you, you didn't need five calls from your mom, you had a decision to make whether you were going to comply or not. Mm -hmm. And that's where these principles of self-government really began to take deep roots into you because you started applying them to all these other areas of your life. I watched it happen. It was amazing. Yeah. So you're uniquely qualified to help me become strategic about making this more accessible, digestible, and applicable for people because you're a systems guy. So I'm so happy to have you on board.
0: Yeah. And I'm so happy to be on board too. I mean, it's, uh, as you say, nothing is random, right? And I can see in this, right, just design the whole way through. What would typically be looked at as probably one of the worst tragedies in my life has become something where there is so much beauty from that. And now there is a a hunger to help other people in the same way that I have been helped. And and maybe not so that it looks the exact same way, but so that they can take these principles for themselves and, and govern their own lives to bring about healing. Because one of the things that we hear a lot around these conversations of rest is like, okay, like, I, I get it. These are truths that that speak to my natural affections. How do I apply it? Well, yeah. that's the gift that I would like to, to give to everyone else who, who hears about rest. Uh, because that, that's something that I've been able to receive. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to help deliver that to other people.
1: I love it to get practical about this. We have a six week online course that we did from just talks that Dr. Cowden and I were having when I began to share these principles in a more structured way. But the six weeks feels like drinking water out of a fire hydrant.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you remember. I was a part of that first module.
1: You were a part of everything. As a matter of fact, I think you and Amanda went through everything. Yeah. more than anybody out of the hundreds of people that have done it more than anybody. Yeah. You, and Amanda, have been the most consistent. Yeah. And you guys were like a dog with a bone. It was great. So I think you have a unique perspective, the unique capacity to really systemize this in a 40 to 52, we're going to add, it's 40 weeks, right? I think 48 weeks. And then we're going to yeah. add 12 more weeks or something for the professional. Yeah. Community. for
0: Extended learning yeah.
1: Extended learning. Can you tell everybody how we're we've broken it down a little bit So be patient because we're rolling yeah. this thing out and it's going to be a whole year of basically free discipleship counseling, spiritual formation and it will be instrumental in healing.
0: So we're going to break down the mission and vision of rest, the illustration and pilgrimage the kingdom and heritage, the anatomy and physiology. We're breaking all these down in a way that you can drink from that that fire hose a little bit at a time and, and also apply these principles to your life. So the goal would be, you know, you hear it, you take it that week, and you intentionally practice the, the applications that we give you. We give you action steps for these things. So we are... So excited to to meet this greatest need that we keep hearing of like, how do I apply rest? Well, here, here you go. You know, my yeah. favorite
1: hearing you speak, Jonathan, I just got so excited. It's starting to finally take shape in my mind. I'm starting to finally wrap my mind around the immensity of mm-hmm. what we're trying to give people yeah. and so they can bring healing to themselves, their relationships, their families, their spheres of influence, their communities and their nation and, and our nation. Um, But the matrix of rest, where we really break down the gift, the problem, and the anatomy of our descent. So you can say, wow, how I got here makes so much sense. Yes and you can take it back to all these different stages of your life and layers of your life and it's really transformative so Jonathan thank you so much thank you for joining me I'm so excited to get this in everyone's hands Uh, of course we're finishing the book we're going to have a very an extensive workbook and we have this whole year curriculum that we're going to be bringing to people and free discipleship counseling every other Tuesday we meet for an hour
0: yeah. Yeah. And so that way you can come and bring whatever you're currently experiencing and ask questions. If you're stuck on anything that you may have learned about these principles and you just want to to dive in a little bit deeper, we've got that free discipleship counseling. And I look forward to seeing many more of you there as well. Like we try to be on there as, as often as we can. So.
1: Thank you, Jonathan. I love working with you and sweet Amanda. And congratulations on the birth of your sweet, sweet new baby boy.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Virginia.
1: For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to theplaceofrest.com forward slash donate or call 949-289-5935. Thank you for listening to Rest with Your Genetic Dixon. We'll see you next week.